This is a great assignment because every day I'm enthusiastic about going to work and trying to help somebody get out of the system instead of just recycling themselves at the Hall of Justice and at our county jail. Hi, I'm Rob Wolf, Director of Communications at the Center for Court Innovation, and I am in San Francisco today at Community Justice 2014. I am lucky to be speaking right now with Braden C. Woods, who is the presiding judge of the San Francisco Community Justice Center. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Great to be at the summit. I thought it would be interesting to talk to you about both the five-year evolution of the San Francisco Community Justice Center and also your more recent experience. You've been the presiding judge for the last year. Let's talk about how the San Francisco Community Justice Center has evolved from a court that initially accepted just misdemeanors to one that now is dealing with low-level felonies. Why the change, and what does it mean in practice? We've learned, stolen from other programs that are doing a great job, and we felt comfortable enough after doing just misdemeanor cases for approximately two and a half, almost three years, that we could expand the program. Uh, There's so many other people who are catching felony cases, low-level felony cases, that need the same support and services we've been giving to folks on misdemeanors. And our program was established with our partners from the Department of Public Health, they gave us more resources to expand the program, more case management resources. And with that added help, we were able to start taking on more cases, more serious cases. Folks are now committing felonies. And what kinds of felonies? So we take pretty much all low-level felonies uh, here in California. That would be car break-ins, commercial burglaries, car theft, all drug cases, low-level drug cases, Uh, mostly folks who are selling their own uh, legal prescription to get money to buy other drugs. Uh, Multiple priors can make a theft case a felony, so we'll take them into our program. And are you applying the same strategies and tools, the principles of punishment and help and having people do community service while also linking them to services? Or are there additional features or strategies that come with working with low-level felony offenders? Same strategies on its most basic level, but we're dealing with a harder population. Some of these folks have mental health issues, even more long-term drug addiction issues. So the program is the same, but folks are in the program much longer than on some of the misdemeanor cases. Uh, We don't transition them to our community service portion until we're really on solid footing in terms of their drug or alcohol Um, addiction, abuse issues. So their programming in terms of classes, meetings, is much longer before we feel confident and comfortable to then transition them to the pro-social community uh, support, community give back portion of it. And someone asked a question when you were on a panel this morning about, you you were on the panel that focused on the next generation of community courts. And someone asked, How did you work with the community to prepare them for the fact that you're going from handling misdemeanors that maybe people felt less threatened by or less concerned about how they were treated or or could be enthusiastic about giving them services, and maybe some people were less enthusiastic about offering the help to people who had committed more serious crimes? Communication is the key, and so um, we did give the community a heads up that we were going to maybe go down this path, and we sought their input. You know, some folks are like, no, forget about it. Felons have to go to jail. But a lot of folks were on board, um, wanted to give it a try, because those are the 
the felons, these low-level felony folks who are hurting themselves and hurting the community and not individuals, and they were open to the idea of getting these people into services to help break the cycle. So based upon the charges that we were going to do and handle, a lot of folks were enthusiastic about it because those are the uh, people, some of these lower-level felony people, who are affecting their community directly and who they were seeing on a daily basis or maybe a weekly basis. They'd see the police arrest them. The person would come back a week later, and they'd go to their police captain or go to the district attorney's office and go, what happened? Well, the person pled guilty. He accepted responsibility. He's on probation, and he did his time. And they're like, well, he's doing the same thing. And so by shifting him to our community justice center and getting him into treatment and services, um, we're trying to break that cycle. And so when community members see the person and they're not up to no good, they're, you know, anecdotally like, on, well, it's working, as opposed to just a recycle of jail out, jail out. And so let's talk about your evolution as a, as a jurist. You know, what was it like for you beginning to preside over this court? What have you learned over the, this past year? It's been a great year. I've actually been a judge just for a year also. Um, this was my first assignment as a judge, and we sometimes rotate every year to a new assignment. And when the presiding judge asked if I wanted to stay, enthusiastically, I was like, very much so. I have unfinished business, as they say. But um, I was a local prosecutor here in San Francisco. I live here in the city. I've lived here for 15 years. And I got to see the difference between unfortunate hardcore criminals who are hurting other people and our low-level criminals who are hurting themselves and see the sort of the spectrum. And this is a great assignment because every day I'm enthusiastic about going to work and trying to help somebody get out of the system instead of just recycling themselves at the Hall of Justice and at our county jail. So the evolution for me has been a good one um, to see it from a different perspective, and I hope to continue to expand our current program as well as some of our other programs here in San Francisco. And what do you think are the biggest challenges to evolving the criminal justice system so that it incorporates evidence-based strategies, uh, procedural justice, these, these things that we know work, but perhaps the system for lack of funds or lack of training or just habit is, is maybe slow to incorporate? The biggest challenge is trying to get everybody at the table. We're slowly but surely getting there. Um, in San Francisco, we're sort of there in terms of district attorney, public defender, the police chief, the mayor's office, who funds, obviously, a lot of the programs that we use here in San Francisco, of the nonprofits, and trying to just get everybody in the same boat and rowing in the same direction. So we're good with that. The biggest challenge I see for us, and I think it's a nationwide, is um, dual diagnosis, the mental health issue. We've spent a lot of money and time and best practices trying to figure out drug and alcohol issues and programming and best practices, and we do a good job of that. But trying to find this other niche of folks with mental health issues, as well as drug and alcohol, is something that I find to be a challenge um, just in terms of finding programs and enough beds and enough people who have training in both. One size does not fit all when it comes to mental health and a drug and alcohol issues. So that's sort of the challenge of melding those two and working together. What do you think is going to happen if and when you move on to a different role as a judge? Are you going to take 
some of these strategies or things that you've learned with you into into new settings? And, and what if it's a setting that isn't, well, if it's not a community justice center that doesn't immediately have the tools to assess or to link to services or to send someone to community service, what would you do? No offense to them. I'd educate some of my uh, other fellow judges at the Hall of Justice in terms of you can get more bang for your buck with a huge segment of the population that does come through the Hall of Justice and through the criminal system. So just exposing them to what I've been doing for the past year, and it'll be at least two years before I see them again, and some of the other judges who've come before me who've run the Community Justice uh, Center, and just giving our knowledge to our um, other brethren who have only been at the Hall of Justice or have only been at the Civic Courthouse, and just let them know that there are alternatives and better ways of doing things. Even though I'm one of the junior members on the bench, um, I think I can educate some of our older brothers and sisters on the bench. Judge Woods, thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, your sharing your insights and your experience with me. It's been very interesting. All right, Rob, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. I've been speaking with Braden C. Woods, who is the presiding judge of the San Francisco Community Justice Center, and we are both here today at Community Justice 2014. It's being held, actually, at the office of the uh, California Courts here in San Francisco. I'm Rob Wolf, Director of Communications at the Center for Court Innovation. To find out more about the Center for Court Innovation, visit our website at www.courtinnovation.org. You can also listen to more podcasts there, and you can also find us on iTunes. Thanks for listening.